Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs, hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc., featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we're on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local and like to join in on our discussion today, you can dial 702-650-5588. Again, 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That number would be 800-366-8883. Again, if you want to join in on our discussion, have a comment, a praise report, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer request, 800-366-8883. We're also being streamed live from KKVV's website. That web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. And there's Minister Chaplain Rachel right over here. She's waving at you. I just waved to you. And you can also catch us on uh, Save the Lost at All Costs' website. And our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, we really encourage you to go to the website. Again, www.savethelostlv.org. Look for our weekly archive radio broadcast. Select the date that you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. And there's just so many that you can listen to. We encourage you to have someone listen with you. In addition to that, we have a lot of resources, local resources, educational resources, biblical resources, health, wellness, recovery resources. I mean, it just goes on. I update it uh, timely, so please take advantage of it. That's what it's there for. If you have a iPhone device... We are also archived on iTunes. And again, the gospel is still free on our watch. Most of us do have a cell phone. And if you have a cell phone, you can listen to KKVV 1060 AM or 100.1 FN via your cell phone. It only works in the United States. I really encourage you to lock in this number and make it a part of your phone contacts. That way you can listen anytime you want to to KKVV. You can listen to Save the Loss at All Costs right now. That number will be 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. So, you know, I'm Sister Nina in the middle here. And to my left, as you'll probably see her on your right, would be uh, my dear sister in Christ. That would be Minister Chaplain Rachel and Richardson. I just call her fam. How you doing, fam? I am blessed, 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 highly N- favored. Didn't I just see you less than 24 you hours did, ago? You did, and I was having a, <laughs> uh, 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 you know, baby shower for my grandson, for my Amen. daughter, for my Amen. baby, if I may. Amen. They'll always be our babies, won't well, they? Right, right. Well, it's, our, it's our baby, too. <laughs> That's right. That's well, right. We, we claim that whole family, and it was good to see your family, you know, your mom, your husband, your children, you know, definitely, uh, 
the, the guest of honor, your son-in-law, your daughter, and there was plenty of wonderful babies. And you know what I uh, came to the remembrance of? I said, uh, we make prayer requests. Yes. Uh, obviously, they are received by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who intercesses on our behalf. Then once they are received, they are answered. And then they are manifested where we see the evidence of what we have done to be in total trust in the Lord. So, you know, I know your story. I know who you are. Uh, we've been doing this for a long time together. And to just to be a witness, just Amen. to be a kingdom witness Amen. to the glory of God, to the obedience of the saints, no matter how their hearts are breaking, no matter how they feel that they believe that this is the way it must be done. And, you know, righteous prayer and continuous Amen. prayer without stop. I mean, that's the language. That's the kingdom language. That's what we have going for us in relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And uh, it, it's, it's just to see the kingdom principles play out again and again and again. Yes, ma'am. And so I just want you to know it's really a blessing and an honor for my mom and I to be there because, you know, we have prayed. We, you know, we were there when Taya got married. You know, yes, yes. we were there when Taya was a little girl. I was going to say, you were there when Taya went on her first uh, trip. But we sent our boys down the river. Right, right. right. The river you know, and, and, uh, her, you and know, saw her, her becoming her uh, the uh, the makings of a missionary. Amen. You know, where, she, you know, she has crossed continents. Not continent, but continents. Yes. And, uh, you know, this is uh, seeing her take vows and, you know, just being dedicated to God. And then... You know, everything else was added. Amen. But she, you know, made a statement and has made a statement for a long time, as most of, you know, those people that are under your, you know, <laughs> spiritual authority, hey, hey, you know, you're you going to be something. Yeah, I've been, I've been through too much, you know, so I will tell you all about the dog eat dog world if you want me to, just so you don't have to experience it. But I'll tell you what, as long as we love God, we put him first and we don't allow for our children to become distractions mm -hmm. because the enemy will use them because we love them so much. Right. You know, the, when she was young, I used to, she used to get asthma attack. I have asthma also. I'm mm -hmm. Give it to me. I'll mm -hmm. take the albuterol, the injection. I'll, don't, you know, we always want to take it from our children, but I've learned in this season of just um, letting go, because we can say that, but when you really have to do that, when you really have to let her husband cleave to her as she mm -hmm. has lost her child, mm -hmm. mommy can't step in in that moment. The only place mm -hmm. I could go was God, but to come yesterday and see people celebrate her and see people come, even though you couldn't stay long, you came, you said, you know what, this is a, a, a life moment. Sure. This is a, a, a moment in time that will never be forgotten, yeah. that we will be able to look back on and, and to always remember that God did that. Amen. There was nothing we could do. Four months later, she was pregnant. She will mm -hmm. be delivering her her due date. Originally was was within the same week that her mm -hmm. son had passed away the year before. Mm -hmm. You know, now now I told her yesterday you you didn't been pregnant two years. <laughs> so I know you must be tired now. Amen. So well, you know, if we look at uh, you know Bathsheba, different circumstances, but a child was taken. She still believed God for everything. Amen. And God rewarded her. Amen. And so the thing is, is do we believe God for everything, not something? And we don't know why something happens the way that it happened. But I know that Taya did not waste God calling her child home. Amen. Because there was somebody else who needed to hear her response. Amen.
And she got a lot of that. You know, and she, so that, and that's the whole thing. We don't, ha- we don't have to waste <laughs> anything that happens because God will bring the person to us that needs to hear our response. Amen. And Amen. then, you know, it changes generations forever. So don't think that whatever happened to you uh, didn't have a purpose. Amen. The thing is, is that we have to trust God, that he's an all-knowing God. And in due time and in due season, things will be revealed. Amen. But a lot of times, if he told you what you had to do ahead of time, I wouldn't you know, do it. I'm exactly. Right now, uh, if he would have told me, I would. I, just in my own natural, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, I would rather be me. I've been pregnant five times. I have five children, mm-hmm. so this is not even something I've experienced. You know, I, I, so I re- being I received that. the mommy of my oldest, it, it, you know. But this was really a season for me to go. You know what, God, I, I can't question your faithfulness because just as we've talked about in, in our own testimonies, mm-hmm. before my daughter was, He was. Amen. You know, so I have to remember that before you, know, you got the memo, it was already done. <laughs> it was already written. Right. You know, the thing is, is that we think sometimes in our spiritual position and authority yeah, that we're privy, where we're privy to something. Uh, but I was in a worship environment yesterday. Uh, I've been going down to the corridor of, of care, um, Four Master, you know, in that uh, area. Uh, the corridor of hope. Yeah, area? corridor of hope. Okay, yeah, okay. excuse me, Amen. but yeah. it's called the care complex. So okay, you know, that's yes, what they it were is. on the show last week, right? I so anyway, I've been going down there, and you know, God has, has me there. Uh, doing what I need to do, having eyes there, uh, seeing things, listening, taking things in so that I can uh, give the information as it's needed to be released. So uh, subsequently, there was a great message that went forth uh, last, uh, well, Saturday, excuse me, uh, yesterday. And it was that everyone needs a Miriam in their life. And it was taken mm. from the book of Numbers. And uh, i like to be able to drop that nugget. Then we'll get into our, our message today. But I think it's very, very important. So, sis, will you go to Numbers chapter 12? And we're just going to look at a few scriptures. We're going to uh, look at verses 13, 14, and 15. So let's do that. And um, I'm sorry, Numbers. Numbers chapter 12. 12 okay. And so 13. I'm in the New King. James Version. What version are you in? I'm actually going to be in the New American Standard. Okay. The NASB. The New All right. So you want to look at verse uh, 13, 14, and 15. Mm-hmm. In 12, correct? Right. In okay. chapter 12. Perfect. I got you. So you want to read? Yes, absolutely. So in chapter 12, we are looking at... 13, 14, and 15. Perfect. Starting at 13. Moses cried out to the Lord saying, Oh God, heal her, I pray. 14. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father had been had but spit in her face, would she not bear his shame for seven days? Let her be shut up for seven days outside the camp, and afterward she may be received again. Verse 15. So Miriam was shut up outside the camp for seven days and the people did not move on until Miriam was received again so the thing is is that we need to see that last verse the people could not move until she was restored and came unto them again could not move there's a lot of families sis that cannot go frontwards or backwards because their Miriam has not been returned or restored to them Amen. she's right there at the gate now in this particular time in the jewish culture or shall i say amongst the hebrews at this particular time if a man spit 
near his child or on his child, that indicated that the child was unclean and they had to move away from the family for seven days until that period had passed and then they would be considered clean and they can come in again. If something was unclean during this time, it had to be removed. So the people understood that. So anytime God is speaking and doing something, the people understand what's going on because he's speaking to a people. So they understand things, okay? But the thing is, is that if we catch it in our spirit, what did Moses do if we look at verse 13? He cried out to the Lord saying, Oh God, heal her, I pray. See, the thing is, is that what Pastor April was saying, how many of us are crying out to God and asking for that person to be healed? See, the thing is, God did not banish her forever. It was public. She spoke out against Moses. And see, Moses just wasn't any prophet. Moses was the one who was the author of God's theocracy. See, The thing is, is that it was given to Moses and Moses gave it to the people. Mm. So Moses and God talk face to face. They talk mouth to mouth. Other prophets saw God in visions, in dreams. Mm. Oh, no. Moses and God, it was personal. Mm. So he's the highest of the high when it comes along that. You understand? There are scriptures that we can see that the people believe that Moses was their God and question Jesus' authority. Yes. And and I, I have to tell so, you. So, so you have to understand what's, what's going on here. So the thing is, is that he knew that his sister was the same sister that when he was a baby and the decree went out that all the firstborn of the Hebrews need to be killed. She made sure that Moses, when he was sat down in the river in a basket that she watched as a pastor, April would say she watched over the anointing Hmm. Amen. because Hmm. Moses was chosen at birth to do what he did and to lead the people. Exodus, the movement of the people. So she wasn't going to not look away. Matter of fact, it was so divinely designed that when Pharaoh's daughter had him fetched from the river and looked at him and said she knew he was a Hebrew baby, called him Moses because he Mm. was taken from the water. Who represents the living water? Yes. That when you taste that, you taste no more, you thirst no more, Amen. right? Amen. It's the living water, the word of God. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. You see, water is always associated with what? Living water. Yeah. <laughs> Transparency, clear, That's the right. clarity of it. Yes, amen. So it changes the everything. Power, the force. The yes. spirit. See, a lot of people always want to concern about the dirt on the inside. But if you have a, 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 a vile spirit, what does it matter about your clothes being clean? Right. <laughs> you know, what does that matter? It's the, it's the, it's the inside. Amen. Repentance can't happen until it, it changes on the inside. Amen? Amen. So the thing again about Pastor April and, you know, what she was trying to make sure that we understood 
is that this was the woman that loved Moses, risked her life because once Moses was identified, would you like a nurse for the baby and made sure that Moses' own mother was his nurse and taken into Pharaoh's house and treated like a king. See, bold, you hear me? Very. A praise and worship leader. But she was the same person that rebelled and spoke out against Moses. Aaron did too. Amen. So the thing is, is that she got leprosy because God called all three of them. And she received leprosy instantly. And she was given the punishment by God. And Moses cried out and asked God to heal her. Anything that would make her say that at that time. Because she was the Miriam that loved him, covered him. Yes. Was willing to die for him. That's the Miriam that he wanted to be restored. So when we have our children, sis, when we have husbands, when we have brothers, when we have sisters, when we have friends, when we have fellow saints that we know their character and yet they do something totally out of character, kind of take a page out of Moses' book because God had already rendered the judgment. He didn't banish her. And if God could still use her, she was still a prophetess. Okay? See, she didn't stop being a prophetess. She didn't stop being a praise and worship leader. It was Aaron, it was Miriam, and it was Moses. It was them. Okay? They worked to establish God's commands, God's laws, to make sure the people understood it. That did not change. Amen. So that's God's servant. Do you understand? So we have to understand that. And, and if he can restore her and to make sure I did this publicly, she went and everybody knew what was wrong, how it happened. After that, it was nothing else to talk about. That's right. And the people could not move. How many of us are stagnated in our families, in our own churches, in our own communities? I, because because we cannot get this. So thank you, Pastor uh, April Atkins. Thank you, Pastor Herb. It resonated. As you can see, I wanted to share it with the people. Uh, this is the type of ministry that's going forth down there on Saturdays at 9 a.m. Uh, so I hope that people would be encouraged. It's a lot of things that are going down that are representative of the kingdom. I want to get your thoughts, and then we're going to go into uh, our uh, discussion today. Um and thank you for letting me share, sis. No, no. I, you, I can only thank God tears didn't flow. On 5-18-2017, so I caught a case on May 17th back in 1998. Mm-hmm. I'm going through this already with my daughter in March t- 2017, mm-hmm. and I can't get past it. It's it's hard for me right now. Okay. Because my God, my daughter waited. She, you know, her soulmate, you know what I mean? Everything that I felt she did right, I couldn't get past. It was very hard. But God gave me this word, man, on 517 about legacy and about, but the one thing that I underlined was, and the people did not move until Miriam was received again. And so there was not going to be any way that even my own daughter and her husband could move until I received myself. They couldn't even receive me because I was just, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. I, and 
It was very, very hard, but the people could not move. Everybody remained stagnant. When God has called somebody and, and, and giving you the, the, the prophetess anointing, mm-hmm. the words to speak in that season, and you refuse to because you're afraid they may be wrong mm-hmm. because you knew that baby was going to live. Girl, I walked into the hospital. I told the doctor and everything, girl, oh, just deliver him. him. Don't you worry about nothing. God already said he's going to be. I knew what God told me. Mm-hmm. And when I lost my grandson, I questioned everything God mm-hmm. had ever told me. And mm-hmm. God, the, the spirit he dropped, the, the word he gave me is I will perfect everything that concerns you. Mm-hmm. And so though Moses didn't know that Miriam would speak up against him. Mm-hmm. He remembered the times when nobody else has had his back. She did. He knew. He 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 knew that. You know. I, I know the stories were told. Yeah, I've been told stories about my mom coming in my life every now and then. So I know mm-hmm. that they knew. Mm-hmm. He he had to have known his mother nursed him. He knew he wasn't one of them. No, he knew. So you 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 know. So these things. So his sister. He never forgot the love his sister had for him and how she did protect him. How he could have been killed. How things could have been bad for him. Mm-hmm. And thus, even when she spoke about. Even when I spoke against my God in confusion, because mm-hmm. that's really what it was, ignorance, confusion, fear, call it what you will. My God didn't say he didn't cast me out forever. Amen. You know, he didn't he didn't close up the womb of my daughter. My tubes are already tied. Mm-hmm. I can't have no more. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I he didn't close up the womb of my daughter. Not only did he not close it up, but he didn't even prolong it. Mm-hmm. He gave her four months. Four is the number when God wants to do anything amazing on earth. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's represented by the number four. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, four months for my baby to get pregnant. So, so when we would be mourning the loss of our first baby boy, we will not only be celebrating the life a man of our second baby boy, but also the life of our first. Because we that. couldn't, we couldn't love our second as much as we do had we not been through the pain we went through with our first. Because it, we're so much more grateful now. You know, boys before were hard headed girl and hard to shop for, okay? <laughs> well, you know. Now all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I'm team boy, only got one. I know, so you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm team boy. What, what can I say? I'm team boy. <laughs> they're, they're, they're easier though when it comes to emotions. Ugh. But I will say that that it was one of those things where um, now, even at the baby shower yesterday, I just, I, I was, you know, just sitting on the floor helping collect all the trash mm-hmm. and broken, watching my daughter and my son-in-law be blessed, to mm-hmm. feel the love, just to know that, you know, through everything that happened, nobody went, whatever, you got what you did, whatever, well, I wish I would, no. God said, everybody said God is still faithful. Amen. Everybody said God is still faithful. And even when we read about Miriam coming against Moses, it was a long time. People were waiting. People did get tired. To be honest, let's just tell the story. You know what I mean? They didn't know Moses. They they heard what Moses was doing. They saw the thunder and the lightning, but did it really affect them? Affect them? Obviously not. Because they came and threw all their gold, burnt the calf, made a, made a whole nother God. And in doing that, it allowed Miriam and Aaron to sin. Because instead of waiting patiently and instead of really believing in the fact that Moses knows God and if he said, wait, we will wait. And we have to be under pastors and leaders and representation like that. That God, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how stormy it is. I know that my girl said to wait. I'm going to wait. I know the letter said my husband will have big arms that will hold me and my children. I am not dealing with shorty uh, two pimp over here. You hear me? I got, I got, I I got to wait for this. Mm -hmm. And because I have somebody. Whose character I trust, I'm willing to wait. Mm-hmm. And and had they been strong enough and done that, then God only knows the story. But we're grateful that they weren't because we can look at Miriam and 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 
and know ourselves at times, mm-hmm. know others at times, and know why we do things sometimes, mm-hmm. but also know that we ain't forgotten. Right. We got seven days of cleaning. While I'm out here being dealt with, deal with me in prayer. Make mm-hmm. sure that everything that needs to come out here within these seven days is gone. So then when I come back, my attitude, I come back grateful. I don't come back critical. I don't come back thinking I know everything because I will spend seven days in the wilderness with leprosy and you didn't know like I don't know. No. We come back humble and we come back saying, God, you didn't have to, but because you did, I don't care what it takes. I will lay down not just my life, my husband's life, my kids' life, yeah, well, whatever it takes. So it's important. And, and I hope that, you know, families will look at this together. This is a family lesson. Amen. It's a family lesson and people are wondering why, what's going on. You got to get it. Amen. It's for the believer. It doesn't work with the unbeliever. See, a lot of times people don't, well, why isn't this working? If you don't have a relationship and if you don't believe, why would it work for you? Right. Why would you want it to? Well, the thing is, is that, you know, it requires something. It requires a spiritual heart transplant. Right. Amen. Transplants. A good See, you, you got to have yes, a transplant. Yes. So we're finishing up our yes. series in, and, uh, you know, the world can't have my Our child. Kids. So I want us to go to Matthew chapter three, verse two, and we're in Matthew chapter three, verse two. And what I want to emphasize here that when the gospel started, as far as the good news, it started with one word and the word is repent. Hmm. And I'm going to show it to you three times. Amen? Amen. So we're first going to look at Matthew chapter 3, verse 2. And this is John the Baptist. So can we talk about what repent means first? Uh, of course. When we look at the word repent and in the spiritual realm, Amen. Amen. it means to turn from that thing that kept you separated from God. Mm. And you don't pick it back up again. See, one thing about most people, and if I could use an analogy here, Peter was sorry that he denied Christ. He wept bitterly. He repented. Mm-hmm. Now, if we look at Judas, Judas was just sorry that he betrayed Christ. There was no repentance. So subsequently, just being sorry are sorrowful without change, it's going to lead to destruction. Judas committed suicide. Amen. Because there was no spiritual change. He was only sorry because everybody else knew about it. Mm. I got caught. Sorry. But he still was the same person. There was no heart change. See, it's not enough to say that you're sorry, which Mm. is the outer garment. There must be a demonstration to turn away from that that you're sorry about. He didn't turn away from it. He still was the same person. Peter was utterly destroyed. He wept bitterly when the prophecy came true that he denied Christ three times. Christ told him he was going to do it. He went away. But after Christ appeared after the resurrection, he first saw Mary Magdalene, and then he said, go get Peter. And then he and Peter had a conversation about love. 
And see, Peter was a, saw that he was risen. He was the risen Christ. And he said, do you love me? He's asking Peter in the agape love, the sacrificial love, the unconditional love. Peter responds, I love you. But he responds brotherly love, like brother to brother. He's on that horizontal level. Mm. He's not on the vertical level. And so Christ responds to him on the horizontal level. Do you love me? Peter felt ashamed, convicted. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the living Christ. How could he be on a brotherly love level? And Peter understood it. He says, basically, why do you ask? You know I love you. He responded correctly with the unconditional, the sacrificial love, which is the agape love. And after that, you know what Christ said? Feed my sheep. Because he knew that it was going to cost him everything. So Peter never forgot that lesson. So we're going to look at this so we can see how it unfolds. So when we look at John the Baptist, and John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. So John the Baptist was here to announce that the kingdom is here. Not the kingdom is coming. Exactly. The kingdom is here. So when we look at verse 2, it says, and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, there's that word repent. So he's the one that baptizes Jesus. But Jesus is the one that is time to increase and for John to decrease. It's time. It is now ready for us to go into that season. So now let's go to chapter 4 and look at Matthew chapter 17. I mean, uh, verse 17, excuse me. And we're in Matthew chapter 4 and we're going to look at verse 17. I get excited when we talk about repentance, as you can see. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go to verse 17 because we need it. How are we going to make it without? Yes. So now we see Jesus. I have a red letter edition, and we're in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, and the word of God says this. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yes. Okay, there we go. John the Baptist said it. Now Jesus said it. Now let's look at Peter, okay? So we're going to go to Acts chapter 2. Let's get over to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to look at verse 38. So we're in Acts chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 38. Again, I'm in the New King James Version. So Acts chapter 38. I mean, excuse me, verse 38. All these chapters. Come on, Nina, slow down. (laughs) Okay, now we're in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. And the Word of God says this. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm. There it is. Repent is the first word of the gospel. It's said by John the Baptist, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and by Peter. Peter could not be able to make such a statement had he not first experienced it. So that's that thing, sis. A lot of people say, well, I turned 360 degrees. Well, if you turn 360 degrees, we start here. Where do we end? There. Right back. Right. Okay. (laughs) So you got to do a 180 because that's going to put you in a different direction. Amen. 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 
So we you know we have to look at that. And why would we be old wine in a new wine sack? You can't put old wine in a new wine sack. So there has to be something that takes place mightily. So I want us to go to First uh, Corinthians chapter five, verse one. So, and the Corinthian church was the worldly church. That was the church that uh, was kind of like in an environment as we live in today. Uh, it's kind of like in Las Vegas. It was the worldly church, okay? Out of all the churches, it was the ones that had uh, the most problems, you know, with doing worldly things because they just were surrounded about it. You know, can you imagine having to plan a church in, the, in a worldly part of the world where all that stuff is celebrated? Well, you know, we went to New York, and uh, David Wilkerson's church mm-hmm. is right in the heart of where all that stuff is celebrated. Right. Big, beautiful mass church, just right in the middle of the, you can't even park in front of it. You have to like have a cab pick you up mm-hmm. because it, but, but literally in the heart of all it. So it's almost like being on the Las Vegas strip. Yeah. Well, that's good because if you can hold your testimony there, you can hold your testimony <laughs> anywhere. Right. You know, put, put me down in it, drop me down deep <laughs> because I need to have burn off what needs to be burned off. Else I'm okay. ineffective. You know, Amen. people say they want the surgery. Well, okay, here it is. We're going to drop you right there. Huh? And we're going to do the spiritual surgery that's needed to perfect you, as you say. Amen. It has to be a perfecting. You have to trust God. He's the master surgeon. Uh, don't be scared. Yeah. All right. So we're looking at First Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm going to start off with verse 1. And the word of God says this. It is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife. Wow, can you imagine? And the problem here is, uh, I want to give you the Bible commentary here so that you can understand what the issue is. The church must discipline flagrant sin among its members. Such sins left unchecked, can polarize and paralyze a church. The correction, however, should bring about a cure. The Corinthian believers had refused to deal with a specific sin in the church. A man was having an affair with his mother or stepmother. The church was ignoring the situation, and Paul was saying that he had a responsibility to maintain the standards of morality found in God's commandments. God tells us not to judge others, but he also tells us not to tolerate flagrant sin because allowing such a sin to go undisciplined will have a dangerous effect on other believers. You know, so the thing is, woman of God, uh, we want to look at other people outside the body of Christ and say, oh, look what they're doing. Hmm. We want to look at other people outside our own homes and say what they're doing. So if you're not checking it in your own house and if you're not checking it in in your own worship environment, we got a problem here. Right. And that's the problem is that it's unchecked. Oh, well, other people are doing it. It's not that bad. Are you kidding me right now? Well, they cover it up with things like, oh, we have to love them with the love of Christ. But my word tells me that that type of love, you know, I love my kids enough to discipline them. You know, we don't let Jezebels just do whatever they want and then just love them back to health. No, it has to be called out. So, so imagine, 
Moses having the relationship that he had with God. That God gave him the authority. Yes. And speaks to him mouth to mouth, face to face, and someone comes and questions God. See, any question Moses, question God. Basically, is Moses the only one that talks to God? You know, it wouldn't have been a problem. Is Moses the only one that talks to Aaron? It wouldn't have been a problem. But see, you, you talked about El. El, when you call him El, talks about his power. See, a lot of times we see Jehovah, but when you see the word El, that talks about his power. El Shaddai. You understand what I'm saying? So when you talk about El, when you invoke that characteristic, you're talking about his power and his might. There is none. Bar none. He's the one of a kind. There's nobody even like him. Are you kidding me right now? So when you're coming against him, what he has set up, what he has established, has he not blessed you? Has he not cared for you? Has he not loved you? Has he not showed you mercy? Has he not taken care of your every need? Amen. Has he given you the ability to have a family, to have love, and that when someone aggresses against you, that there are things that we can do ethically Amen. to restore one another? Amen. And when you will not even call things out, that was the problem. It didn't say outside the community. This is in the community. You don't get to talk about what's going outside when you got problems inside. So until you address that, and then you want to know why you're having generation and generation and generation of things. You want to know why the world is having your child. Because you're not addressing it. Amen. See, you only concern what's on the outside. Oh, you got some dirt right there. And you got a list, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, but your heart is not right. You don't even have a heart of boldness to be able to call a thing a thing. Mm. So that's the problem. Amen. So, you know, if we can't identify stuff, and Paul was just grieved in his spirit, this man is having a relationship with his father's wife. That is not offensive to you. He said it's so bad the pagans don't even have a name for it. Right. Even, even they know that it's not right. Right. They didn't even call it polygamy. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying? They yeah. know that it's not right. Absolutely. And these are the worldly Christians, if you will, out of the seven churches. These are the worldly ones. Amen. These are the ones, as you would say, where you would have to uh, do some real serious preaching and teaching on Las Vegas Boulevard. Right. With everything else going on. Amen. And and protecting the people. So, you know, you have to model stuff. So let's look at Paul's response and let's go to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7. So we're going to look over to his response. So now we see what the issue is, correct? Yes. We've identified that. Yes. So... Uh, we're going to go to chapter 7, and uh, we're in 2 Corinthians. And sis, uh, why don't you uh, start reading? Because I think it's important that everybody gets this. Uh, from 1? Yes, uh-huh. Right. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, and we're going to look at verse 1. Go ahead. All right. So uh, verse 1 says, Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit. See, it says flesh and spirit. Amen? Mm, yes. Okay. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Verse 2, make room for us in your hearts. We wronged no one. We corrupted no one. We took advantage of no one. Verse 3, I do not speak to condemn you, for I have said before that you are in our hearts to die together and to live together. 
for. Great is my confidence in you. Great is my boasting on your behalf, and I am filled with comfort. I am overflowing with joy in all of our afflictions. Okay, let's stop right there. Did the man say he was boasting about them? This is the Apostle Paul. He's boasting about the Corinthians. They have issues, but not to the point where he can't see the good in them. He's boasting. He's going before the Lord Jesus Christ. He is stating the case. You feel me? Amen. He says, let us. He didn't say, you do this, you do this. Let us remove all filthiness. Okay? I'm with you all the way, sis. I rock with you. You rock with me. Whatever's going on with me is going on with you. We we stand together. It's not like, well, okay, that's... Richardson's, we praying for you, peace. <laughs> right. No, you like the Griffins and the Thompson. What can we what do can to come we, stand yes, with you? Yes. And yes. not just me, anybody that I'm affiliated with, with. You know, you and yes. I go deep and you know what I'm talking about. Yes. And anytime there's something that's going on, I say, sis, I need you. Amen. And this is what's going on. I withhold nothing. Because if we're going to make it, this is what we have to do. Yes. So Paul is saying, you know, hey, let us. And this is what we're going to achieve together. This is what we can have together. Well, you know, I love, I love in the book of Isaiah when the Lord tells him, you know, let us contend together. Let us, you know, he's telling him, let, I'm here. Right, Speak right. to me. If, if, if you think I've been, you know, disobedient on my promises, give me back my promises. Right. Because I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man I should have to repent. If Amen. I said it, I'll do it. You just need to let me know what I said. And you wonderful, know, it continue. says here, it says, I'm exceedingly <laughs> joyful in all our tribulation. Yes. See, we don't have to have that downcasted face. Yes. Because we going through I'm grateful because with him we're more than conquerors I don't have to do it by myself I have to believe that it's happening for me it's turning around for me yes in this season called now so it, it requires a commitment see God's always about that commitment he's not trying to play you to the left thank you Lord <laughs> he's telling you I'm your father thank you. I have plans for you I'm going to, you know, give you the best of the best that I have, that I have hand selected. See, that's, that's it. You know, he, he has a standard. He makes sure all these people that he is putting in your midst have the right qualifications. And I do believe we need a good inner circle because right. I, I believe in my heart when I talk to young gang members and people who may have taken lives or, mm-hmm. you know, disrespected parents, I do speak of Judas. Mm-hmm. I do. I, and I truly believe if Judas had had a man of God in his ear mm-hmm. to remind him, you gave back that money. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what they were going to do. Right. When he went in and said, yeah, I'll show you where the Lord is. But see, that that's the thing is about repentance is, is that repentance is personal. Now, when Jesus was preaching, he preached about two things more than anything, money and hell. Right. Okay, Judas was the treasurer. He had a special heart for Judas. But the thing is, is that he does not force us to come to him. A lot of people say, oh, Christianity, they force you, what have you. I've never been forced. That's a lie from a pit of hell. And I rebuke that in anybody that's preaching that because nobody 
force me to do anything. It's about a relationship. Well, the Bible See, says the love of Christ is what compels us. Amen. It's, so so that's the whole thing. We, but some yeah. people have a love of self and their father is Satan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yes. you know, when we look at some of the words that describe him, and then we're going to get back to some finish that Satan, that's mentioned 52 times in scripture. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got the day star. <laughs> you got the son of the morning. Hello. You got the anointed cherubim. You got the devil. You got the tempter. You know what? The He's a slanderer because he slanders God, yes, all right? Yes, yes. The ruler of demons. He's the evil one. He's the enemy. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a murderer. He's a ruler of the world, the God of the age, the angel of light. He is the ruler of the authority of the air, the adversary, the roaring lion, the angel of the abyss. He is a dragon. He's the old serpent. He's the deceiver of the whole world, accuser of God's people. Hello, yes, somebody. Yes. So you got to look at that character. And when you do not want to do the work that is necessary so that you will be held blameless? Are you kidding me? Then that's the spirit you take on. It's all about self. And if we really want to get down to it, some people don't even know what the devil's purpose is, you know, what he, what his objective is. Let me say that, what his objective is. So, sis, why don't you go to Isaiah 14 and we look at, uh, I think, verses 12 through 15. Then we're going to get back to the scripture. But, uh, you know, the spirit is moving, so let's be obedient. We're going to go to Isaiah chapter 14 and we're going to look at verses 12 through 15. So people have a clear understanding. Well, I just know I, that's uh, one of the a, things. A, a where he is and what is his end game. Okay. Amen. It's important. So let, let's know what Isaiah his end game 14? is. Yes. We're in Isaiah 14. We're looking at verses 12 through 15. Well, so let's, let's look at that. Amen. So Isaiah 14, starting in chapter 12. No, verse 12. Uh Uh-huh. Chapter 14, verse 12. Yes, chapter 14, verse 12. Mm -hmm. How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth, and you you have weakened the nations. But you say in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God and in the recesses of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the cloud. I will make myself like the most high. Verse 15. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to shoal to the recesses, to the recesses of the pit. 16. Those who see you will gaze at you. They will ponder over you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble? Who shook kingdoms and can i i just have to interject this because god's been dealing with me about this right here and this is this this is what the lord dropped in my spirit is this the america that made the earth tremble who shook kingdoms and and people are beginning to open their eyes and go the america with you know the number one military the number one but yet poverty is like no other. We, we have disease like no other. We've created disease. So, but that, that, and I, I noticed that I had crossed out the word man recently and put America because it's that, that's what's been on my spirit. Well, 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 sis, the thing is the word is very clear and you have to understand what Satan's objective is. See, his, his, his thing is, I will, but you know what the answer is? I am, which is God. I am the great I am that I am. There's nothing that I will can 
top the great I am that I am. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So that's what it comes down to. Are you about I will and your own agenda? Are you about the great I am that I am? Oh, because we already know how that's going to turn out, right? Yes. So I need people to catch that in their spirit. So we're going to finish reading over in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. And we're going to pick up at verse 5 because we're coming down to the last of it. So I'll pick it up again. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 5. And the word of God says this. For indeed when we came to Macedonia our bodies had no rest. But we were troubled on every side. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Six. Nevertheless, God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus. And when we says the coming of Titus, Paul was very hurt about hearing about what had happened in the church of Corinth. And we talked about that in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. And we said he was hurt about that. But Titus came with a good report and said that the Corinthians were doing good. They were getting past that. They were adhering to the word of God. Wow. Did that lift his spirit? Amen. So that's what he meant when he says the coming of Titus 7. And not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he was comforted in you. When he told us of your earnest desire your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoice even more. Eight, for even if I made you sorry with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I perceive that the same epistle made you sorry, though only for a while. It says, nine, now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but your sorrow led to repentance. Yes. For you were made sorry in a godly manner that you might suffer loss from us in nothing. Okay, and then we see verse 10. But godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. 11. For observe this very thing that you sorrowed in a godly manner. What diligence it produced in you. What clearing of yourselves. What indignation. What fear. What vehement desire. What zeal. What vindication. In all things you proved yourselves to be clear in this matter. Verse 12. Therefore, although I wrote to you, I did not do it for the sake of him who had done the wrong, nor for the sake of him who suffered wrong, but that our care for you in the sight of God might appear to you. So it said that who had done wrong, which was the son, that who suffered the wrong was the father. So the father was alive when this was going on. Amen. Amen. So that proves to you there. 12. Therefore, we have been comforted in, in your comfort, and we rejoice exceedingly more for the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. 14, for if anything I have boasted to him about you, I am not ashamed, but as we spoke all things to you in truth, even so our boasting to Titus was found true. 15, and 
his affection are greater for you as he remembers the obedience of you all, how with fear and trembling you received him. 16, therefore I rejoice that I have confidence in you in everything. He said not something, but everything. See, that's what about repentance is. That's the important. So we have to be able to show our children the power of repentance. And see, I believe that as we show our community the power of repentance that also brings salvation. Amen. Because they could be sorry, but they kill themselves. Exactly. You so, you know, that's the whole thing. Sorry just to be sorry, that produces death. death absolutely. There, there, there's no reconciliation. You know what I mean? It has no eternal purpose. But I know now... It's because I truly believe that a lot of people don't know how to do that. Because though I was locked up, I served God. When I got out and backslid, mm-hmm. I would have rather died. Mm-hmm. And so I truly, but if we are the community, if we're the village that sees a young person or a young Judas or whatever the situation is, mm-hmm. at least attempting. I mean, Judas was the treasurer. Mm-hmm. So for him to give back a nickel, much less the 30, mm-hmm. you know, shekels that he had received mm-hmm. is saying, please, somebody help me do something. No, I received I, I that. I an innocent man. I Amen. don't even know, you know. So and, the thing is, it comes whew, down to choices. Yes. It comes down yes. to choice. And Paul wanted to establish as soon as he had heard that they were not taking care of business, you have to call a thing a thing. Amen. And for you to be in a home, for you to be in a worship environment, for you to be in a body of believers, and you just allow stuff to happen, and you say, oh, well, that's the world. I mean, it's okay. Right. It's no difference. You know what I mean? We're just going to keep, you know, giving uh, excuses. For what? Right. You, you're sending them to the road of perdition. You can't call yourself, you know, a person that's there to give comfort and to represent God and you don't call things things. Like I said, it's not enough that you wash it off. It's not enough that you got a list. If it's not happening in here, inside, we got a problem. Absolutely. We have to ask ourselves, why is the world having our children? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, look no further than what's going on in your home. So the thing is that we all have an opportunity to turn back to God. He has this roadmap for us. It's not anything that's hard. We just have to be committed. It comes down to I will, which is the father lies, or I am that I am. you got to understand which one is it. Because, I think it comes know, down to your inner circle. Amen. Because when well, you surround what, yourself with people who love you and believe in you, and you're not hearing stuff like you just like your daddy, you saw, and you hear things like, "No, no, you are a woman of God. No, amen. you don't dress like that. You you don't speak like that. Who you 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 have him meet your father first. Well, the thing is, is that Whoa. we're going to have to give an account for those that we're leading astray. Abs- amen. But the thing is, is that mm. have an opportunity, get back to God. He's the great father he's the great teacher jesus is the great intercessor salvation is your treasure it's, it's your free. gift it's available yes. save the loss at all costs we love you and god bless. god bless it is our humble prayer that the most high god of all creation and our lord and savior jesus christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of god with your generous donations save the lost at all costs is a holy spirit field live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas.
Vegas' very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 3350. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.